the gayest thing I've ever heard. It's pretty gay. Yeah. And I think I'm allowed to say that. Yes, you are. Yes, okay. As long as I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I don't get I to, said it first. Yes. And you can... I don't get to designate yeah, yeah. as gay, but I can agree. <laughs> yeah. Paige, we've talked about your pregame rituals. Do you have any pre-podcast rituals? Oh, yeah. This morning, I woke up at 5.30 and started vocal warm-ups. Then, I spent an hour visualizing a successful podcast, followed by two hours of watching old episodes to analyze where I could improve my performance. Wow. I had leftover pizza for breakfast. Wow. Carbo-loading. Nice. (laughs) Welcome to In These Cleats. Questions from our superfans. Uh, now, usually we do questions from a super fan, super fan being me, but this time we've asked our wonderful super fans of In These Cleats and they've submitted some questions and we're going to talk about them. Yeah. Were you getting too boring? No, I think probably yes. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> we need some outside energy. Okay. So first question from official Michelle Akers, Woo-woo. the legend. Thank you so much. How'd you all meet and what led to doing a podcast together? Well, we can both answer this. Yeah. We first started the show with Rebecca. Yep. Um, and she... Rebecca RMA is one of our amazing executive producers. Yes. And she kind of started this pilot show and then brought it to Megawatt Productions. We interviewed eight comedians and... That's the first the time one. I'm hearing that number. <laughs> Ooh, baby! <laughs> Um, no, yeah, we had a we had a strong connection, and yeah, you're great. You're funny. you're great. You're funny. <laughs> well, I also know Rebecca from a previous writers' room, and I was just a soccer nerd there. I feel like we we shared like a lot of soccer love, um, and she had messaged me when I was. Um, vacationing in Europe. Uh, but, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can come back in time. I don't know if, if I can do it. And thankfully she was incredibly persistent and I like couldn't say no. Cause I love soccer and I love Angel City. Yes. And it was kind of like, we had like a instant chemistry. Yeah. I like to think. Yeah. It's cause you love soccer. You know, you know more about soccer than I do. I'm That's, not I, I think I know more about I don't even I don't even think that's true. I just know more about that 99 team maybe. <laughs> I think I just know more about that World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot. I watched it in a parking lot. Yeah. That final game. Yeah. Life and changing. That, and 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 now my gay breadcrumb. And my gay breadcrumb. And yeah. now we're on this lovely podcast together. Yeah, it's been fun. I know, it's been really <laughs> fun. I hope it gets to continue. So watch. <laughs> Tune in now. This is a, this has turned into a threat. <laughs> Okay. Next question. For folks who may be traveling to see an ACFC game, do you have any recs to maximize the experience? Um, Well, we asked Claire Emsley, and she said to drink tons of water. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, When she told me her answer, I was like, really? That's all you had? (laughs) What, to to travel to a game? Yeah. Um, I mean, water is important. It's important. I would say maybe drink a beer, too. Yes. Really relax at a game. Um, We have a lot of fan fest before. There's a lot of music, a lot of activities you can do. You can... What else is there to do? I've never actually been to I know. I was just going to say, ask someone. (laughs) on the field. (laughs) Um, Stay after because we we do a good job um, meeting our fans and signing autographs. I think that's a really cool experience. That is a really cool experience. You, You all do such a good job of staying there and taking pics with everyone. Yeah. Like, I don't think every other 
I think most, I think a lot of the NWSL teams do that, but like other leagues yeah. don't do that as much. Yeah. So. Oh, and get on the drums. Our fan section's awesome and okay. they allow anyone to, maybe not anyone, you have to have some sort of rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> but they allow people to get on the drums. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, I have there to do that. Go. I would say if you are traveling to get someone who has watched <laughs> several games, the fan fests are really fun. Everyone is so nice. Um, the supporter section, if it's like your first time going to an Angel City game, the supporter section is so, so exciting. Yeah. Did you see the TIFO last I night? did. It's, it was unreal. Is that how you pronounce it? TIFO? Yeah. yeah I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. A TIFO is, for people who don't know. Um, like a huge tarp. Um, it takes like hundreds of hours to paint on this huge tarp that our fans did, which is incredible. And looked amazing. Yeah. And then and everyone had, had to like work together to pull it up. I've always wanted to be one of those people underneath, but <laughs> it's a dream of mine. Yeah. Well, next time. <laughs> I I told our fan supporters to make me make me one with my biceps. So maybe you'll get the chance to hold that one up. Okay. <laughs> or if you're going to make one, just paint me really small on Paige's biceps. <laughs> A small request. <laughs> um, okay, next question. What is your favorite and least favorite aspect of your respective careers? Oh, wow. Wow. I know my favorite aspect of my career. Okay, what is it? My favorite aspect of, of being like an actor and writer is like getting to meet and work with cool people. Yeah. Genuinely. Like yeah. I love getting to like, this was such an amazing process to like meet you and the rest of the team. I just, I love getting to meet folks that I've seen their work and like love their work and getting to meet them. I met Kristen. Get inspired. I, I know. I got, I met Kristen Shaw recently who I'm a huge Bob's oh, yeah. Burgers fan. Oh yeah. And uh, it was a dream come true. Oh. <laughs> it was really cool. So that would be my favorite part is just like getting to meet wonderful, talented people. That is really cool. Uh, I also get to meet really talented people, but not from all work like walks of life, which I would say like the worst thing about my job is it's kind of isolating yeah. and you're around the same type of people all the time. Um, yeah, it's really isolating and you have to move a lot and your your family, you kind of have to drag your, your partner or your family around, which is really hard. But then the best part is um, being with these really talented, cool people all working for a goal traveling around, inspiring young kids, inspiring adults, um, do, getting to do what you love. There's, no, there's the nothing better. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say the least favorite aspect of my job is like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you might understand this too. It's like when the bot, like Angel City is so special because it's like a woman led company, all the like big bosses are women that badasses bad that get it. Sometimes, in the industry, you're like, I have, I've brought a show that it's been about my life that's like very queer and Asian and I'll get like an old white executive man being like, this isn't no. gay or Asian enough. I'm like, how the hell would you know, <laughs> sir? <laughs> it's like the worst thing. It's like, I, it, 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 I don't know how to be like, no, I'm pretty, I think pretty I sure this know. Is gay and Asian. <laughs> I think I know, <laughs> but still love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of those questions. If you have any more superfan questions for us, you can email us at indiescleats at gmail.com. NWSL Roundup. Well, let's just get right into it. Paige, 
Can you walk us through Angel City versus OL Ring? I know it was a tough match, hard fought, and a and a tough loss for fans and for players. I, I think I fully grieve. I actually rewatched the game ten times to like really sit in my sorrow. Um, do you do that? I don't know. Did you really watch it ten times? I, I watched the game back uh, a couple times. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was ten. <laughs> no, I feel that. Wow. Though. So then you did see yourself like save it off the goal line ten times, which was incredible. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I specifically replayed that moment. <laughs> no, I specifically watched to watch that moment over and over again because I'm a hero. You are. That's how we all. Feel. I mean, but you are. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't. It would have been cooler if we won. But. Um, the game. Let's let's see. We uh, love playing the rain. They're they're coached by a good coach, Laura Harvey. Um, mm-hmm. They've really amazing players. They have a lot of internationals, and they've been a good squad, a great squad for so many years now. Um, without a playoff win, and we knew it was going to be a tough challenge. You know, it was tough, um, but we came out first half, and we were definitely the better team in the first half. Like we we knew exactly how they were going to press us. We broke them down. We just couldn't really get into the final third. Um, They're really disciplined defensively and just a really great team. So we struggled with that, and we thought it would come after the Portland game. You know, we were finishing our chances, and um, we should have saved some goals for this game. But um, And then second half, they completely changed everything, and it was really hard to break them down, like very, Mm -hmm. very hard. And they're coached by a great coach. Uh, and obviously, Becky is a great coach. Um, we definitely knew our style, but I definitely think we could have changed something in the second half. We, we couldn't figure it out, um, which means that we still have learning to do. But like getting to that moment, you can see like just how amazing our season was and how, how like excited I am for the future. Um, it would have been a story book ending if we if we won this and we won the whole championship because of everything that we went through this year. But um, still proud of this group. Mm-hmm. But it made it more devastating that we lost because of how much we kind of went through this season. Word. Well, next year, next year, y'all are going to take it all the way. We are, as fans, speaking on behalf of all Angel City fans, so proud of this team. It was just like so fun to root for you all. And you brought up Becky Tweed. Can you tell us a little bit more about like, I mean, give her a shout out, a little shout out for Becky Tweed for turning it around, for turning (laughs) it around. What do you you think Um, it was? Like, what was it about her coaching style that really resonated with you all? I mean, she's really smart. She's also grown with us. Um, a really young coach has never been a head coach with a professional club what? before. But we are you serious? I know. Yeah. Yeah, first time. First time what? for everything. What a stage to to try it out. Incredible. She's brilliant at training. She had such a clear picture with the type of players we had, what style we played. Um she had a great relationship with our other coach, Aliri, who who did most of our press and defensive stuff. So we had a very clear picture on that. And then she did most of the build out and is like, this is how we're going to play. Where I'm going to allow you to be creative in the final third and do what you do, but this is how we're going to get there. And we missed that a lot. We We lacked understanding of where to be on the field before. And, you know, our other coach wanted that freedom, uh, of play, but we needed a baseline mm-hmm. to get there. 
Um, you take te- you take players from all different teams, and we all think of one thing, of one style, and it, it doesn't work out. So you, so you need a coach to implement a plan and for us to have create- creativity in that plan, and Becky was so good at that. But she also, like, demanded a standard of training, mm-hmm. wasn't afraid to – Yell at us. <laughs> Wasn't afraid. Which we know yeah, you love. Hard. <laughs> yeah. Hard Yell at me. <laughs> Get after me. <laughs> we are built so different. <laughs> I know. We really are. <laughs> so sorry. I'll be breaking down in tears. <laughs> No, I mean, that's how you get up. You break down in tears, you cry about it, and then you're like, okay, not I'm not going to die. We're good. <laughs> not, not me. Not me. I'm in the corner and I sit in there. I never come back. I never come back to the field. I'd quit so fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, c- can you give us a little roundup of the, the other game as well? We've got Gotham FC versus North Carolina Courage in that other quarterfinal game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like. I don't want to speak for all lesbians, but I think we were all rooting for Allie Krieger, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I was too, and I normally don't have any stake in, in this. That <laughs> was hardcore rooting for Gotham. Did you Did you watch the game? That would be something else. Didn't go that far. I did watch the highlights, though, and uh, that's, okay, that's okay, what matters. Okay. I, I tuned in a bit. Yeah. The game was great. It was a great sort of very close game. Mm-hmm. It was fun to watch. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I knew Gotham was going to win. Is that weird? <gasps> what do you mean? How did you know that? Well, oh, yes. Caroline, one of their top goal scorers, got injured. And North Carolina is a great team, but she is a special player that uh, makes match- magic happen. And you need those types of players in the playoffs especially. Um, mm-hmm. And Gotham has like a Mitch Purse, uh, Lynn Williams, and they have special players, and they were they were gonna make make it happen. Mm. They looked great. They did. They were and very of course, fun to it watch. Was great to see Allie have something to celebrate. I know. <laughs> She's had a lot to celebrate. She has a that, whole yeah, lesbian community yeah. by her side. Yeah, <laughs> she really does. She really she has all of women's soccer and the lesbian community and. Everyone I tell on the street. Yeah, and honestly, I did some <laughs> diving into this controversy, and pretty much everybody on Reddit is also on Allie's side as well. So <laughs> she's doing great. Before we go, can you give us your sort of match previews on the semifinals and your predictions on who you think will win? So we got. Gotham FC playing the Portland Thorns uh, in one semifinal and OL Reign playing against the San Diego Wave in the other one. So I want Gotham to win uh, for obvious reasons. Yes, same. <laughs> one. <laughs> one, because they're sixth place or they came in at sixth place <gasps> and two, because Valley Krieger. <laughs> I mean, I completely agree. I would reverse the order for me, but that's okay. Same. We, 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 we. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. and, and like Portland's been so successful in the past and uh, they're such a great team and no offense to the players I just want to see them go down yeah we've seen enough of their wins <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good game though okay yeah the, our, our other game okay the rain versus San Diego wave Lots of reasons why I want the rain to win. They beat us, which makes us look better obviously <laughs> <laughs> um, two it's San Diego take that with what you will <laughs> they're our rivals Everyone's like, but don't you want a Southern California team to win? And I'm like, no. Wow. I don't, I don't like if it had to be any other team, it, it would have been us. <laughs> <laughs> 
they play totally different styles. The Reigns very like disciplined defensively. San Diego kind of exposes gaps offensively. Um, so we'll see if they can break the rain down. Um, prediction on the score, I'm going 2-1 rain. Whoa. <gasps> wow. Okay, what about the Gotham-Thorns game? Gotham and Portland's. I'm going, oh gosh. I'm going 2-2 with PKs. Holy shit. I would not like that. Those PKs PKs are grueling. (laughs) I'm with you. I want want Gotham and Rain to move forward because of the reasons you stated, but also like it would be really fun to see Allie Krieger and Megan Rapinoe play each other for their last games before they retire in the championship. Like that would be that would be so cool. Mm To see two power yeah. lesbians duking it out before <laughs> yeah. they hang up their cleats mm-hmm. and go off into sunset. Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said, uh, or Allie said that she's in her Beyonce lemonade era. So Allie will get her revenge. She will. Because Beyonce won an NWSL championship. <laughs> Not many people know that. Not many people know that. <laughs> It's a little, Not many people a little know Easter that. egg dropped in the... It's a little Easter egg, yeah. The, the Lemonade visual if you listen, album. If you, listen to the, if you listen to Lemonade backwards, Beyonce is saying, I want an NWSL. You yeah, it's, if you watch the album, too, it's like somewhere in one of those poems. <laughs> Paige, it's time to talk soccer abroad. Does that mean we get to spin our totally arbitrary, completely random Wheel of World soccer? Yep, we're prepared to talk about literally any of these countries. So you ready? Wow! Wow! Wales! Wow! Well, that's convenient because we have someone who knows a lot about the country, Humphrey Carr. Hello. Hello. Here I am. (laughs) Wales' favorite son. (laughs) Well, okay, so the new season of Welcome to Wrexham is currently airing. You're great on it. Very you kind. are. I'm such a fan. Kind. <laughs> What's going on with Wrexham in real time and especially with the women's team? So our women's team uh, got promoted last year. We were, we were in the Gennaro uh, Adran North League to start off with. So the, the Welsh uh, organized women's uh, soccer is, is arranged in kind of two leagues. You've got the Adran Premier and then you've got the Adran North and South, which are kind of split division uh, for, for the second tier. Uh, and our women's team got promoted um, in the summer, yeah. and they are now three games into their Adran Premier career, drawn one, one, two. So we're very happy with that. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. That's so exciting. I never thought I'd be into the Adran Premier. The Adran Premier, but, yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure, everybody is. I'm like totally I, I, hooked. Like, yeah, what is, Ad, what is Adran? Don't ask too many. This, I don't want to baffle your okay, viewers okay, okay, with okay, too many right. difficult answers. No, Adran, um, Adran is a Welsh word. And it means something significant. <laughs> uh, it's also sponsored by Gennaro. So I think I'm supposed to say the Adran Gennaro premiere. What's yeah, Gennaro? I don't know what Gennaro don't, is. Just let's... Humphrey, I want to know everything about this league. Let's this interview <laughs> skipping along. Okay, okay, okay. Um, do the women play um, teams in England or just Welsh? No, so we're just in the Welsh league. Yeah. You know? So we, we often play friendlies across the border and stuff like that. So in our pre-season, we played against... Uh, I think Shrewsbury, who who are an English team just across the border, traditional rivals of the men's team, so that's always quite fun. Um, they played a couple of games in Liverpool against different. I think they played, I think they played like the Liverpool Railways team. So so a, a team made up of women who work 
on the railway wow. in, in, uh, oh in Liverpool. God. Yeah, it's the gayest thing I've ever heard. It's pretty gay. <laughs> yeah. and I think I'm allowed to say. That. Yes, you are. Yes, okay. as long as I'm agreeing with you. you yeah, I don't. Get I to, said it first, yes. and you can. I don't get to designate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. gay, but I can agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said it with like enthusiasm. Though. I did. I did. I did. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, culturally, it's. I think it's very similar to, to what you guys talk about on the show all the time. You know, we have uh, players of all different uh, yeah. sexual stripes, um, and um, uh, yeah, it's kind of it's a great place for for that kind of the meeting of those two cultures. Can you tell us a little bit more about the sem- like the Adrian premiere is semi professional, right? So, like, yeah. what does that mean for the players? Yeah. So, so. Actually, funny enough, I don't know that all the teams are even semi-professional oh. in, in the Adrian Prem. So we are. Um, I know that at Cardiff and Swansea are, which kind of arguably three of the bigger teams, partly because of geography. You know, they're in the kind of the three biggest cities in Wales, um, and they also are affiliated with their their big men's teams um, in those in those uh, towns and cities. In terms of what semi-pro means, I mean, essentially, so almost all of our players have uh, other jobs as well. I mean, some of them are very young. It's it's interesting. You know, we've got sort of seventeen-year-olds playing in our first team. Uh, although, you know, now that I'm a, a newly fully fledged NWSL fan, I know that there are fifteen, sixteen-year-olds that are playing in, in the NWSL here, which is pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so Rosie Hughes, for example, who's our kind of our, our goal-scoring talisman. She's a prison warden by day. She's bonking wow. people on the head with batons, so and then cool. and then she comes and trains with us in the evenings and uh, and plays games on on the Sunday. Um, and then yeah, it's kind of it's just a wider. I mean, there's people who are, you know, have kids that that are are kind of stay-at-home mums, and then and then play with us, um, you know, three nights a week, and then and then actually play the matches on on a Sunday. But yeah, it, all that's quite new, you know. I mean, th- these leagues are pretty new. So mm-hmm. so there've been various iterations of women's leagues in Wales. But the the Adran setup is only about two two or three years old now, um, and it's great because it's growing. The interest in it is growing. You know, for us, we had a their our women's team's last game of the season last season when we knew they were going to be crowned champions. Um, they then had to go and play in a playoff to see who got promoted to the, to the Adran Prem. But wow. their last regular season game, they played. Uh, in front of ten thousand people oh, at the cool. race course, we had them play in, in the men's stadium with with all the fans turned out, and it was great. So, it's on the rise, which is brilliant. So you know, Jess Fishlack is Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> How long, like, is it a goal to get like obviously in the top league and have top like caliber players? Is that a goal of yours? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I mean the the. The rise of women's football in the UK is explosive. I mean, since the Lionesses won the Euros, uh, and even before that, there was this this huge groundswell of interest in the UK. And, you know, it's been a brilliant thing because it, it's kind of th- that rising tide is, is raising all ships. So across the UK, attendances are up, interest is up, all that kind of thing. And so, you know, our aspiration would be, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to reach a point where... You know, one thing we'd love to do is get our pitch into a good enough state to be able to play men's and women's games like back mm. to back in there. Like right now, our pitch, you know, we're starting to get to the period of the year where our pitch deteriorates because of all the rain. Yeah, we want to unearth all the, all the new Jess Fishlocks and then, you know, ideally reach a point where we are competing, you know, we're hoping to be in the Champions League next year if we do well. Um, is and, that a possibility with yeah. the way the leagues are set up? The way it's set up, yes. I think the top two in the Welsh League go into a into a European competition. Um, historically, they've sort of tended not to 
thrive there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But our hope is that if we can improve the provision and if that drives Cardiff and Swansea to improve their provision as well. And I mean, and they're doing amazing things themselves. It's not just what, you know, they're not just matching what we do. Then, you know, it would be great to see Welsh teams start to like really rub shoulders with Barcelona and Wolfsburg and all these amazing teams in Europe. Well, I played in Cyprus for Champions League um, just for like two to three months. And it's weird because they bring like 10 players from the U.S. just Mm. for Champions League. I wonder if they can do that. Not that you would want that. (laughs) Not that you'd want that because I think it's really important to grow the team internally. Yes. Um, One One of the coolest things about our team this year is that I think, you know, in our first game against Swansea, we started, I think, nine players who'd started the last uh, season, our last game of uh, uh, when we were in the division below. So, you know, I think there was an expectation, oh, well, well they'll just dump, you know, mm. uh, 80% of the squad and, and bring in, you know, better players. But actually, you know, the the togetherness and the belief and all those kinds of things are, are more valuable than, mm-hmm. you know, you can assemble an expensive team, but it doesn't mean they're going to get on or have chemistry. Yeah. Um, you know, this season of Wrexham, Welcome to Wrexham, you focused on the women's team for one of the mm-hmm. episodes. Why do you think they're such an important part of the bigger story of Wrexham? I think they are very reflective of everything we're trying to do at Wrexham, which is to be to increase the like football output as much as we possibly can, improve results on the pitch and get people get fans into the stands and do all this and that. But it's also at this stage. It feels very much a part of the kind of outreach to the community because most of these women are fans of the club. They're mm-hmm. people who would come week in, week out and sit in the stands. They are, um, you know, daughters or sisters of, you know, some of them are of, of former players and some of them are, are you know, of of guys in our, of current players and things like that. Like they're very interwoven with like the fabric of the team. Um, but they, they then get this extraordinary experience of, living the dream of being like fans who then actually get to pull on the mm-hmm. shirt and play. And not only do they pull on the shirt and play, they do it excellently. I mean, we last season, I think we uh, we played 12 games, won 12 games, um, wow. you know, and Rosie Hughes, again, who I mentioned before, who gets a lot of the the spotlight because goal scorers always do, which Paige, it's very annoying. It's a different <laughs> way. wants to bang on about all the goal scorers. Um, She's, I think she's got something like 80, I mean, actually I'm losing count now. I think she's up to 80, she's somewhere between 84 and 89 goals in about 30 games for oh, us. Oh my She's God. a beast. Um, and, you know, is very rapidly creating this kind of, this following and this mythos. And we're seeing these these scores of little girls coming out. They all, you know, want to get a picture with her. They all want her a shirt with her name on the back. All that kind of stuff, which again I see a lot at ACFC games. It's just the 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 legacy that produces, I think, is is so great. And, and to see that shared with another whole generation of, of of little girls and boys. I mean, that's the other thing that's that I love as well. Is you see lots of little boys going, mm-hmm. and they they are as like astonished and amazed and, and impressed by these women as as the girls are. And so, I think, yeah, ultimately, that's all. That's got to be a good thing. Do you see the town kind of responding to the women's team too? Like, have you seen totally. that switch? Like, what has that been like? Well, I mean, as I said, we had ten thousand people come out to watch the, watch the game. It was it was their final game of the season. They'd already been crowned champions. It it, it was just a perfect mix because the men's team was doing very well as well, and that was there's just this general excitement about all things Wrexham there. But it, you know, five years ago, I think we had a women's team. They had to do a GoFundMe to get their their kits, their uniforms. Mm. They, 
you know, fixtures, they were all driving to fixtures in their own car. You know, they were piling into like eight cars to drive down to Aberystwyth to play their women's team. You know, the change that, that has been manifested by both by the takeover, by, but more importantly, by this just general enthusiasm in the town is incredible. It's really cool. And I mean, I think you'll see if you watch the second episode of, of the women's team coverage in the documentary, you'll see, you see, actually, I can't remember if it's the first or the second, you see, you know, that game in, in the race course in front of all those people. And, you know, Paige is used to playing in front of a huge crowd, but that is, that's quite, you know, for our level and for Welsh women's football, mm -hmm. it's the largest crowd for a women's sporting event in Wales ever. That is so cool. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in awe, really. Mm -hmm. And have, Good, don't, correct. <laughs> I don't know much to say, but like, just thank you for the work you've been doing. I, I can claim very little credit. But, <laughs> no, but Humphrey, the, it's you. It's me, it's all me. <laughs> yes, let's erase all the women that have done all the hard work here and put me at the top of the tree. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the, 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 the one a person I will shout out who you will see on the documentary, Gemma Owen, who is the head of our women's program, uh, is, an, you know, an extraordinary character because she's someone who just, she was the one that was like persistently doing the, put, putting up the GoFundMe. She was driving the car. She was going and buying the balls wow. and getting all the bits and pieces. And, you know, she worked for the club when we came in. Her job was, you know, she was a uh, kind of coaching uh, provider in schools and things with our community trust. Uh, but her passion had always been women's football and she she desperately wanted to. She played for our women's team. She was actually, uh, or still is, married to a guy called Gaz Owen, who was, um, you know, a Wrexham captain mm. in, in days gone by. They're like Wrexham football family through and through. And, um, you know, she took over and, you know, probably under a certain amount of pressure because it's like, well, now there's suddenly there's all this money around and this is all this desire to go from here to here very mm -hmm. quickly. And she's taken it all in her stride, her and her, her and Steve Dale and, and Josh and Dave, her coaching team, you know, and they produced this incredible run. And we're now, as I say, in the Premier League and top of the table, got the top goal scorer in Rosie again. She got five on Saturday. Um, That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a bit worried people are going to watch this documentary and suddenly she's going to get poached out from under us, but she would deserve it. She would totally deserve it. It was so inspiring to watch Gemma just be like, yeah, this is what I care about. This is what I'm going to devote myself to. And then to get buy-in from everyone too. When you have someone who's just like so dedicated and excited, it's hard to not want to feed off of that energy. Yeah. And I feel like she's totally taken advantage of like everyone's excitement of it. It's just a very positive culture yeah. there right now, which which I'm learning is is so vital in, in a football club. You know, you need to have that that buy-in, everybody's putting in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Everybody understands there'll be mistakes along the way, there'll be there'll be setbacks, but as long as you have a positive mindset and you're heading in the in the same direction, you know, you can achieve wonderful things. And that's like so different from how we kind of started out here in the US, where as owners kind of just did it as a hobby. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing the shift that a, a lot more female owners, some some good male owners are like, no, this isn't just a hobby. It's a business. Yeah. And these women deserve to play and be paid. And yeah. Um, so to hear that, that Gemma is doing such a good job is, is amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's exciting. I mean, we, we have, as I say, great ambitions for it. And, and I'm so thrilled that it was someone who was there already. I mean, that's one of the things that we were so eager when we came in as much as possible was like, let's, empower the people that are here, let's support them. They they were here before we were. They deserve, you know, to enjoy this and to go on this journey with us. And, 
you know, s- some people have struggled with that with that transition. But Gem is someone who I think has taken to it like a duck to water. And you know, as I say, the kind of the other thing that, that's happening below the team that's really exciting is this flourishing of you know, starting at three to five, like tiny little kids and girls and uh, starting to play and it being, you know, when I was, my nieces are are obsessed with football now. Like that's what they want to do. They love the Lionesses. They love Wrexham. They play all the time. And, you know, hopefully it's reflective of the change in society in Britain as a whole, that we're a lot more understanding and open and respectful and um, but everyone is, you know, recognizing football's great. It's fun. What's the like? It's one of those strangely gendered things that makes no sense zero at all. sense. Some things I'm like, absolutely no women, no men. Thank God. I thought you weren't going to say that, but I'm on your team. Yes, on that yeah, yeah. One. Well, I know. I can... <laughs> no, but I mean, it, yes. Anyway, it's 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 really cool. And as I say, I'm so excited to see where women's football is going to get to because I think the 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 I mean, if you look at this World Cup, I mean, I even compared to last World Cup, just the 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 tactical sophistication, the technical sophistication, that all these things, everything is is increasing and improving all the time, um, and that just I think is down to accessibility mm-hmm. and and support mm-hmm. and um, you know giving people opportunities. As I say, our, you know, our, our women's team has transitioned from we were fully amateur last year. We've gone semi-professional now. What that allows is is for our players to dedicate more time to mm-hmm. their playing. You know, they they are the supplement supplementary income they have means they don't have to take an extra shift. You know, some some of our players, Lily, who's one of our midfielders, who's a, you know Wales under seventeen player, she washes dishes in a pub. That's that's her. She's still in college, so she's like her, the way she makes money, she washes dishes in a pub. Well, now we're saying we don't have to do quite so many shifts in the pub. Mm-hmm. You can be playing. You can be working on your on your skills, and you know, yeah, we're we're really excited, and we're excited about what it can do for like the Welsh women's national team, which has, you know, great great players, but a lot of them have not received that much support. It's just natural mm-hmm. talent and and self uh, actualization. And if we can provide a, a pathway for more women to come through into the Welsh system, great. Well, Humphrey, thank you so much for stopping by and doing the wheel of world soccer with us. <laughs> thank you for having me. And, and for, I know, thank Wales. God it landed on Wales. And here. <laughs> I know. I, yes, I'm not great on Australian women's foot. I mean, other than what I know from watching the World Cup. <laughs> and also thank you for like sharing this, the Wrexham story. It's so exciting. So I want a Rosie pleasure. Hughes jersey. I'm going to try to get, I know, let's get them. I want um, a Gemma Owen jersey. Okay, let's. Yeah. <laughs> Does she have a jersey, a coach's jersey? We'll get. Yes, you can buy like Wrexham <laughs> coaching. Okay. Yeah, you can buy a little, you know, thing. We'll just get uh, Geo uh, stenciled on the front. It'll look like it's one of hers. Well, thank you so much. We'll be rooting for the Wrexham women's team. Thank you. Forevermore. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. This is what we like you to hear. Me. Huh. What? <laughs> <laughs> that whistle makes me so sad. Why? Because we're into stoppage time and the show is almost over? No, because I had a crush on my grade school crossing guard. <laughs> Not what I thought you were going to say. Let's find out what else I don't know about you. Flip the coin, okay. Tina. <laughs> Jessica, I hope you're watching. <laughs> Fave TV show from childhood. Oh my God, I don't know. You don't know? No, I, I do know, but I, I don't know several, if I want to share it. Okay, share. You ha- <laughs> no, now you, you have- go first. No, you go. I'll go. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I loved X-Men, the cartoon. Did you ever watch that? No. Oh, my gosh. My oh, my. Rude as shit. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm not no that ageism. much older than you. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but Rogue, Rogue was a gay breadcrumb for me. Oh my gosh. Do you know Rogue? No. Familiar with Rogue? Oh no. my gosh. Okay, Rogue was one of the X-Men. I know Vogue. Um, similar to that, yeah. yes. Uh, Rogue is one of the X-Men. She's from the South. Brown hair had like one white streak of hair. Ooh. She was real like, hey, honey, I'm going to suck the powers from you. Um, that <laughs> is, <laughs> is that right? Anyone, uh, you know. She has a, so she always wore gloves. Okay, PG? wait. Yes, of course. Um, she always had gloves on and her super, she could fly. She had super strength. Oh. But when she took her gloves off and touched another mutant, she would suck their powers from them, but it would also like be too much for her to control. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was hot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'd watch that after school, and my mom would make me like a little Vietnamese snack. I'd oh. be eating my like shaken beef cubes while being like, why do I like this girl? <laughs> um, now your turn. <laughs> okay. I was scared to say mine, but now I'm not. And I used to. <laughs> Somehow that. Feels like an insult to me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I used to wear watch Fairly Odd Parents a lot. I loved Fairly okay, Odd okay. Parents. It was so good, right? Yes. Um, just all I remember is the fish tank. Was there a fish tank? Yes, because they live, they they were they, the fish, they lived in the fish tank. And then they came tank. out of the fish tank. Yes. Yeah. I loved them. Yeah, they were odd. And, and they were like a kooky couple. Yeah. Not as cool as your show, but. I don't think. I mean, that's pretty less cool. Less strange. Your show. That is a. Don't. You're, that's a good. <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents is a very funny show. Okay. I loved it. Okay. That's. I think it's still on. Is it? I think. Oh, I know. I still watch. I think X-Men no. is still on too, but there is. Like, oh, you do? No, I don't. She does. <laughs> Paige still watches. Paige still watches Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> I think the X-Men is still on too, but it's not as good as the classics. Yeah. Or maybe you were just young. No. every mm, Thinking back, those cartoons, they had curves and they were hot. <laughs> you know what I watched recently actually is uh, Space Jam. Okay. And it is weird. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I used to watch that like religiously and, and now I watched it and I was like, I, I don't know who I was back then. <laughs> Somebody who just wanted to see Michael Jordan succeed. Yeah. It's true. And he did. With Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week on In, In These Cleats. Cleats.